Thanks, Josh. Yeah, please. Yeah. All right. So we're doing a series called Growing Up, and there was a little bit of debate around this, the title of this series. Let's just say that Melissa and Adele are a little bit gentler than I. I wanted to call it Grow Up. <laughs> they decided that was probably not the way to go. So you get it gently. But I got the microphone first, so it may not be so gentle. <laughs> no kidding. Hey, it's so good to be here, and oh, just real privilege to be able to minister. And I, d- I don't take it lightly. Uh, I kind of I've, I've stopped to think about how many times I've probably preached over the last sort of since I've been saved, really. And it doesn't it doesn't stop being a privilege. It doesn't stop being something that I take very seriously. And this series we've got growing up, I believe, could be one of the most important that I've ever been a part of preaching and and that we've ever probably had in our church because I think that God has more for you. God has more for you than you're currently walking in. God has more for our church than we are currently walking in. And I do believe that a very, very big part of it is growing up. The passage we're working from here is uh, Hebrews uh, Hebrews 6. This is the the sort of the the hinge scripture for this series. And um, we're just... We've, we've segmented it a tiny bit. Hebrews 6, and it's pretty much verses 1 and 3 from the message. And it says this, So come on, let's leave the preschool finger-painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. The basic foundational truths are in place. God helping us will stay true to all that, but there's so much more. Let's get on with it. Could paraphrase this series and call it Grow Up and Get On With It. Grow up and get on with it. Anyway, what I want to talk about this morning is, I really want us to, uh, I've got a little sort of subtitle for my, se- my message and it's called Tread the Ancient Paths. And, and the reason I want us to do this is because I believe that some of the stuff that we are called to is not new. Some of the stuff we are called to is basic. Some of the stuff we are called to is just foundational and fundamental and we have missed it as at large. Um, and I do believe that the reason we miss it Primarily is because we act like children, <laughs> and and um, I, I, I'm believing for a paradigm shift. And um, I, I was feeling as we were worshiping to declare that we will experience a paradigm shift in this church. And I don't believe I- it is a prophetic word. I don't believe it. It is that it's a word that is describing what will come. I believe it is a word that is commanding what will come. As I release the word that we will experience a paradigm shift, things are changing. And I don't think for one second that God wants us to stay where we are. And he has so much more for us. So do we want to grow up and get on with it? Yeah? Or is it just me? Gosh, I do. Okay, the, 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 the real, the scripture that I would probably, I'm going to work from here, which um, is Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. And it's, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what was made, what is seen, was not made out of what is visible, what is seen. What is seen is made from the invisible. The invisible realm dominates the visible realm. The invisible realm dominates the visible realm and we don't interact with it at large i would think is fair to say um we 
tend to operate just the way we've been taught. We, we taught certain things and we do things and we don't know why we do th- certain things. It's just because we've always done certain things. I remember watching a documentary on, and there was a particular village in, I, I, don't, I don't remember where, um, but it was some, a, a village in a tropical climate and they were struggling with malnutrition. They, um, they food wasn't quite adequate, but more importantly, they were missing uh, vitamin C in their diet and they were experiencing a lot of sickness because the, they didn't have the vitamin C to, uh, to, to uh, fuel the immune system. And as someone's come in to help them solve the problem, they've gone and, or, and one of the problems was there was this particular fruit that was all around the camp, all around the village, and it would fall on the floor and rot, and the rot, rotting fruit would bring pests and disease. And this disease was actually causing so many problems, and because of the lack of vitamin C, they, weren't, they d- didn't have the immunity to protect themselves from the diseases being caused by this rotting fruit. And they were in this situation where there was sickness that was, uh, w- w- was devastating their village. And what came out was that someone's come and they looked at this fruit and said, this fruit that's rotting on the floor is super rich in vitamin C. Why aren't you eating it? It's all, we don't eat that. Because there was some tradition that they didn't eat that fruit. And it was just a tradition. Couldn't really know why. But somewhere along the line, it got passed down that it was bad to eat that fruit. Not only was it bad to eat that fruit, it was bad to touch the fruit. So this particular village was being made very sick because of this tradition that they didn't really understand how or why it was about. And they just kept doing what they'd been taught to do. And it was being it was detrimental to their health. And furthermore than being detrimental to their health, it was uh, actually the answer that they were looking for. It was the solution they needed. It wasn't just clean up the mess. That would have been, yes, a answer and a progress towards their uh, solution, but the full solution was eat it. And, and this society had was missing out massively because of tradition. And we do a lot of stuff because of tradition, just the way we've always taught. <laughs> and, and, and I'll take it a little bit further. We do a lot of stuff because it's the way we feel. It's the way we feel. And what we don't understand is that there is massive consequences in the invisible to what we do. And we don't appreciate that it actually triggers things in the visible. It's like this, and this is an easy way of understanding it. As you can see, I've got a... I I like McDonald's. I'm a pasta fan. I married an Italian wasn't just for her looks, it was for the food as well. The way of the man's heart is through his stomach and they have my heart. God bless the great nation of Italy. Problem is, is that if you eat too much, you put weight on. If you don't exercise a certain amount and you, you, you know, the amount of calories you burn and the calories you eat it has to balance out. Otherwise, what happens is you start your, weight, your, your weight increases or your health deteriorates. And what it's, it's like this, it's like, well... I have a little bit of something right now. Oh, well, no immediate effect, is it? You eat a donut, you don't immediately put on a kilo. You go and exercise, even worse, and you don't automatically lose a kilo. You know, you go on a diet, and it feels like, you know, it's only been like three hours. And you <laughs> and it's like, but what we understand that the little things are incremental, and they influence the outcome. What we don't understand is when that works in the spirit. 
what we don't appreciate at large is when <laughs> the things that God calls us to do have an eternal outcome or a physical outcome in, in a way. And, and what we do is we're just living in this realm where we, if we can interact with it immediately and there's an immediate response, then that's real. And if there's not, then we just discard it and carry on. And what we find ourselves doing is we find ourselves discarding a lot of what the Bible says because there's no immediate outcome. And at large, you're lucky there's no immediate outcome. You're lucky there's a delay. And we work out like we're lucky there's a delay, but <laughs> we, we, we try and take advantage of the situation because we don't see an immediate response. But so much of the response is, is massive in the sense that the invisible controls the visible. And what it said, and this is what I want to... So we, we're looking at this place, and, and we, start, we call this, uh, this message uh, Treading the Ancient Path is what I've called it. And what I want us to understand is that this invisible system was before the visible system. The visible system is created around the invisible system. Therefore, the invisible system governs, governs the visible system. We have the opportunity, through the Word of God, to see this invisible roadmap, to tread on this invisible path. We're invited to this supernatural uh, walk. And... I, I read a lot of different philosophy and, and different things that like Christian and non-Christian. And, I, and I, what I'm fascinated with is how much the world gets this. How much the world gets it. These are people who were not born again. These are people who profess to no faith in the sense of a, a, a God and a, and a heaven and a hell. And, and that these are people who are winning in life at large. And they look and you look at how they, they tell you how they're winning and and they're, they're telling you about these particular disciplines they do they're telling you about these particular you know one of the biggest things that secular people that are, will tell you that is so important for your life forgiveness who would have thought hey gratitude it's, they, this is actually the biggest key that these secular philosophers and business people have is, is they say the biggest key the biggest secret they've got is gratitude who would have thought but they don't they, they, they don't understand but by turning the gratitude key they're unlocking blessing in their life because jesus said it rains on the just and the unjust <laughs> you you jump off a building you're going to fall and hit the ground whether you do it in jesus name or not because the certain systems in place that are and we're called to cooperate with this invisible system and god wants us to win jesus said i came that you might have life and life more abundantly hey and guess what he also told us how to have it amen so let's get into it uh i think i've spent all my time doing my leading so we'll hopefully you just sort of understand the importance of what i'm saying no no i'm not even kidding you want to see what the bible says i could stop now and you would have it this is what the bible says the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom that's what it says the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom and now let me understand how come proverbs chapter 3 verse 19 says this by wisdom the lord laid the earth's foundation by understanding he set the heavens in place by his knowledge the watery depths were divided and the clouds let drop the dew by wisdom the lord laid the earth's foundation by understanding he set the heavens in place what's that saying he's saying that this invisible 
path holds heaven and earth. It holds it. We interact with heaven and earth, but we don't. We shouldn't be interacting with heaven and earth. We should be interacting with wisdom. It's like we're dealing with symptoms. We're dealing with symptoms. We're not dealing with cause. We're trying to build superficial things when we're not called to build superficial things. We're called to build real things. And, so, and the, the superficial will manifest from it. So we're at this point here where it says here that we understand, we're starting to get an understanding that this ancient path is wisdom. Th- th- this invisible track that God calls us, calls us to walk on is called wisdom. And at the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. What we're invited into, and this is why I've declared a paradigm shift, and I, I just, I'm s- it's happening. I believe that this series will be one of the most important series we've ever had in this church. is because I'm believing for a paradigm shift where we as believers will be people who stop being governed by our feelings and our circumstances and our conveniences and actually start to walk in what God says, what the Bible says, what the Holy Spirit says is good for us. And actually believe that even though it might cost us everything, we will get understanding. Proverbs 8, 10 says this, Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. He's saying, cool thing is, is Proverbs is loaded with places that saying those things accompany wisdom. We don't actually have to go after the stuff. We go after wisdom. Those things will come. We don't have to go after... This is, this is how we've got to understand it, is we deal in this real cause and effect type environment, but we don't appreciate this foundational realm called wisdom. It says that wisdom built the earth. It, it, says, it says that it, it later on, or if we get time, I'll touch on it. It says that wisdom was the artist, the great artist that God used to build the earth, to build creation. And remember what we're talking about? We're stopping finger painting. We're doing a great work of art. And we're in this place where we deal with, well, I don't feel like it, or I'm tired, so I'm going to go to sleep. Or I'm tired, or I don't feel like it, so I'm going to Sunday. You know, I know that the Scripture says to set a day aside for God, to honor God, and set aside a day for rest because, you know, somehow He'll recharge my batteries by doing that. But I'm super tired, and I might go to Bedside Baptist today, and Pastor Pillow's got a good word for me. (laughs) And I'll get refreshed that way. And I'll get refreshed that way. Or, no, my funds are super tight. I know God says that when we tie, that opens the floodgates of heaven and pours out so much resources into our life. We don't have room enough for it, but the bank doesn't. Uh, so I'm going to do it that way, my way, not God's way. And we, what we start to do is we prefer our way to God's way because in the natural, it seems right. In the natural, it does make sense if you're using that logic. But we're invited into a different type of logic. We're invited into a logic that uh, Abraham had, had this... His logic was, was this. Hebrews eleven seventeen says this. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promise, uh, embraced the prom- the promises was about Isaac, uh, was about, sorry, he who had embraced the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son. 
even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Now this is, catch this, this is faith reasoning, faith logic. Abraham reasoned, because God had told him to do something, it contradicted everything in, the log- in his earthly logic. So he switched out of earthly logic and lent on faith logic, lent on wisdom. Because this requires faith, remember. Remember we, we read to start with, by faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. So that what was seen was not made out of what is visible. By faith we understand. So we need this faith logic. To interact in this way, we need a faith logic. We're invited into this supernatural realm, this supernatural walk, this maturity. It requires faith. Feelings or faith. Children operate by feelings. Grown men and women of God operate by faith. Children operate by feelings. Have you seen the, that clip or different times where you see a child will have a particular sweet in front of them? Sweet, I hang out with too many English people. <laughs> have a lolly or a sw- some sort of sweet treat in front of them and they're told if you wait 10 minutes, you'll get two. If you can just hold off eating it for 10 minutes, you'll get two. And most kids don't, can't hold off and they just eat it straight away because they're governed by their feelings. We are asked to, 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 to put that aside, put childish things aside. We're asked to move into a realm where we operate by faith. Abraham reasoned with his faith logic that God could even raise the dead. So in a matter of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. So God had promised him this son and he said, through this son, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to bless the entire world. And then God said, I want you to give me your son. I want you to sacrifice him. And Abraham wasn't like, oh, um, no. He's like, well, God's promised this. He's faithful. So if he said do it this way, meh, I don't understand. But that's how it happens. And, and, and he did it. And that's called a faith logic. And that's what we're invited into. Because when we click into that realm, we're moving out of the see, touch, feel realm into the faith realm, into the supernatural realm, into the realm that created the see, touch, feel realm, into the realm that governs the see, touch, feel realm. Immaturity interacts just with the see, touch, feel realm. Maturity understands that there is a driving force, a creative force that permeates time itself and is more real than our see, touch, feel realm. And that is the Word of God, which is driven by wisdom. And... I'm excited with this series because we're going to have a chance just to screw down on, on how much we have been ripping ourselves off. How much we've been ripping ourselves off, ripping our futures off, ripping our children off, ripping our health off, ripping our mental health off, ripping our peace off by not taking a hold of this truth. By being governed by our feelings, we are finger-painting compared to the masterpiece God wants for your life. Come on now, let's leave the preschool finger-painting exercises on Christ and get on with the grand work of art. Grow up in Christ. Let's get on with it.
I'm going to be a little bit blunt. Time's short, hey? Time's short. We, you're going to look back, you're going to look back, and, and, and it's going to be, I'm 40 this year, which, okay, it's not long, but man, th- that's half a lifetime. I don't feel like half a lifetime's passed. If I live to the age of my father, I've got 20 more years. Clock's ticking. Man, I love my life. It's fun. It's good. I love my family. I love my kids. I love all this stuff, and I've got this amazing life. But I, if I look back, if this was it, and I look back, I'd be very disappointed. I wouldn't call it a great work of art. I think God has got a lot, a lot. He's got a lot for us. More for us than you can achieve in your see, touch, feel interactions. It, it requires the supernatural. To get where what, what I feel God wants to do in my life, to what God wants to do in your life, to what God wants to do through our church, it requires the supernatural. And what does the supernatural look like? It means you're doing stuff here and God does stuff there because even though there seems to be no correlation in the natural because wisdom runs right through it. A good example is this. Uh, I've got a book that I'm just, it's at the print at the moment. It's coming out at the end of this month. And it's, I started it years ago, and, and it's something I, got, I really felt God put on my heart to write and do this. And I was sort of dragging my feet. And I remember one time, the stuff wasn't working out for me. I remember I was, you know, I hadn't been invited to speak anywhere in ages. And I was like, this is weird. I'm obviously so talented and obviously such a blessing to the body of Christ at large. Of course I'd be highly in demand. Why? What's going on? Not quite, but you know. Yeah, near enough. Modestly, I was thinking that. But I was a bit confused. I'm like, well, what's going on? And, and, and then I felt God say, well, what's the last thing I asked you to do that you're not done? And honestly, guys, live by this. Live by this. What was the last thing God asked you to do? Go back and do it. That, that, he won't, he's not moving until you go back there. I promise you. You might go around a mountain. I, prom- I promise you guys. Look as pretty and you tell yourself whatever story you like. But you will get back to that point. And, d- and then once you do it, just back on your merry way and to the next thing. And God said, what's the last thing I asked you to do that you haven't done? And I was like, oh, that stupid book. Right. <laughs> Two days, I was working on this book. I go to the mail, and in the letterbox was uh, an invitation and all expenses paid to go over to Sydney to do a, a, an interview with some people at Fox Studios. I was going to go all over Australia and New Zealand. It was just like, and then back on my merry way. But God was like, how on earth does me writing on this, my little computer over here, it wasn't even connected to the internet, so it's not like it's, there's some, it, no, because it, it, it's totally separate. But because God's governing it, it, it affects this. I remember I was working in a warehouse and I, I felt called to ministry and, and I, then God was just, I was just like, right, I, I was doing a really bad job and I just thought, no, you know what, from now on I'm going to do a job properly. Do it the very best of my ability and Three days, I just did the very best I could. And then Pastor Malcolm rang me and said, oh, do you want to come and pastor the church? I'm sweeping floors in a warehouse. Three days, I get a phone call from my pastor. It's unconnected if you're dealing with the see, touch, feel realm. We are invited to step out of that. 
we're invited to step into the supernatural. But it only comes through spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity, boil it right down. John Bevere puts it like this. Spiritual maturity is all about obedience. It's all it's about. And, and I just think that God's calling us as a church to grow up. He's calling us as a church to get on with it. And I think exciting things are going to happen in your life when you start to do the, the little things that you know you're supposed to be doing. What does that mean? It, it could be get up a little bit earlier, read the Bible. It could be don't make excuses and get to growth group. It could be Sunday morning comes and this and that. No, get to church. It, it could be uh, God's challenging me to start giving. God's challenging me to start sharing my faith. God's challenging me to start inviting people to church, whatever it is. For me, it was to be continuing a project he asked me to do. And as soon as we get onto it, it unlocks things over here. I'm going to pray. I'm so excited about this series. Um, can I just get the worship team up? We're going to... Jesus said this. He said, a wise man... He says, I'll show you what the person who hears my words and does them is like. It's like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. So when the storms came, he didn't say if they come, because they'll come. When they came, he says the, wa- the, the storm came, the wind came, the rain came, the floods rose and beat against that house, and it stood. He said, I'll show you what a foolish man's like. He's someone who hears my words. They're in church, man. They're hearing the Word of God. They're in relationship with Jesus. God's speaking to them. They're hearing what I'm saying, but they don't do what I say. That person is like someone who builds a house but has no foundation. When the storms come, that house falls flat. Wisdom is interacting with God's Word like it's true. Simple. Maturity is interacting with God's Word like it's true. Simple. We as a church, as we go through this series, we're just going to... God's going to move us and we're going to start to shift where the invisible is more real to us than the invisible, than, than the visible rather. His word is more real than our opinion. His spirit's promptings are stronger than our emotions. I believe God's going to do some stuff. I'm going to pray and I'm just, Lord, we just release a paradigm shift over this church. Lord, as a church, we declare that we will grow up and get on with it. Lord, as we are growing up, God, we put our trust in you. We ask you to come into those places that we don't feel we can lay down. We ask you to help us with those things we don't even realize are problems. And we give you full place. I just want to pray as well. If anyone's never put their trust in God, and what do I mean by that? I mean, they've never asked Jesus to come into their life. They've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of their life. They've never decided to follow Christ. If that's you, just I just want every head bowed and every eye closed. If that's you, I would just invite you just to slip your hand in the air and say, hey, that's me. I, I want to make the decision to follow Jesus today. That's me. You just would slip your hand in the air. Just one moment. If you're online and that's you, I will just to invite you to put your hand up in the air even as you're watching and type hey that's me in the comments and we'll what we'll do is we'll love to pray with you and get in touch with you and give you some free resources to just to help you on that journey but we're going to pray as a church
And if that's you, I want you to pray with all your heart. So repeat after me, church. Dear God, today I choose to follow you. Lord Jesus, I believe you died on a cross for my sin. You were raised by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, we're just going to sing. Are we going to sing? Let's sing that Build My House. And we're going to be a church that commits to being a doer of the word, hey? Amen. Holy, holy, holy is your name, and we will build our lives on you. Our stronghold, our fortress, our constant, you are so faithful. You never leave us, Jesus, and we love you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, what a fantastic message. Can we put our hands together for Pastor Jacob? That really, really spoke to me. We're invited to step into the supernatural. And will we continue to do it throughout the week, church? Um, You know, not, not just in church, but as we go about our week. You know, let's really step into the supernatural. And this is such a fantastic 
series. We're going to be carrying on next week. Pastor Mel's going to be bringing the word. And we're really going to get into it because we don't just want to be superficial, do we, church? We want some real transformation, don't we, church? We really want to grow into this walk with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, you've got some invite cards on your seats. Why don't you invite someone along on the journey? Extend this invite out to a friend or a family member and drag them along to church next Sunday. Amen. (laughs) Church, we love you. Stick around for some food and drink, and we will see you at the Empower Course if you're coming along. We'll see you in the house next week, church. Amen. Amen. And if you'd like prayer for anything, then please come forward. Pastor Mel and Jacob would love to pray for you. And thank you, Mel and Darren. That was beautiful. Thank you.